This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Equity Minds! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome back to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. Now, if you've just joined us for the first time, a massive welcome. If you're feeling like you want to get up to speed with the basics, uh, go and check out our Get Started Investing podcast. But we have a massive show today, so let's get stuck in. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. We are halfway through the year. Yeah. We are checking in on the bold predictions we made at the start of the year. How bold were we? How correct were we? Then we're going to be looking at our stocks of the year. Every year, we uh, pick a stock, plant our flag in the ground, and every year, you thoroughly beat me. So this year, we're going to check if uh, history repeats. Past performance is not an indicator of future performance. And then finally, we're going to be speaking to Andrew Brown, the very first expert that's ever come on the podcast. We've spoken to him a number of times since. We're checking in on how he's seeing markets halfway through 2023. Mm. So a big episode today. Now, just a quick update. We have said it on the show uh, over the last couple of weeks, but a reminder that unfortunately, given market conditions and for more information, you can head to equitymates.com slash FinFest, but we are pausing FinFest until 2000. 2024. We know that there are a number of community members out there who have emailed through asking for clarification. So head to equitymates.com slash FinFest. All the information is there. And uh, we we will be doing it in 2024. Just given the uh, financial investment required and the level of sponsorship and the current economic conditions and a lot of our sponsors pulling back on marketing budgets, we have had to, um, we have had to pause. So we are sorry if it's caused anyone inconveniences, but we are looking forward to getting out and about later in the year and then FinFest 2024. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but we are very excited for next year, Bryce. Now let's get into our bold predictions and then our stock of the year. It's important that we remind everyone that while we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Any advice on this podcast is general only. If you have any questions, seek professional advice. And with that, Bryce, let's get into our very unprofessional, bold predictions. We're going to try and signpost this because we both made a number of predictions at the start. So the three signposts are, what are you confident about? What do you wish 
you never predicted and then any that are worth chatting about. Yeah. So let's start let's start with the good news. Um, just one from each or Oh, as many as you're confident about or have got right. Spoiler alert, I've got a number right, so Okay. <laughs> All right. So what are you feeling confident about? Bold predictions at the start of the year. Set the scene. We had just come off a terrible twenty twenty two. Tech stocks had been whacked. Uh, interest rates rates were rising. The Wall Street analysts were out in force saying twenty twenty three was gonna be a tough year in stepped Bryce Lesky to make some bold predictions for the year ahead (laughs) what did you get right what are you confident about so my first one is around interest rates I think at the start of the year people were talking about interest rates being in the threes and fours and I said that they have to go a lot higher to get inflation under control and I specifically said Australia will be I said four to four point five so I'll go with four point five at the height and the US at six Australia is currently 4.1 and the US is 5.25. So with expected rates to continue this year, I'm pretty confident. US might be a little bit touch and go, but I'm pretty confident Australia will go past 4.5. So on track. I'm confident with that one. Nothing can take the excitement out of a segment than (laughs) two minutes on interest rates. (laughs) Okay, okay. I then had one. Yeah, so this one was well and truly on track. But So I had uh, that Meta would outperform Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, and Tesla. Oh, yeah. Meta is up 128% year to date. It's had a screamer. Netflix is up 46%, Alphabet's up 38%, Apple is up 47% and Microsoft 44%. So in their own right, they've also had very good starts. Great years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Meta has just completely outperformed all of them. However, Tesla is absolutely riding the AI hype at the moment Mm. and it is up 137%. So it is just outperforming Meta. And I assume you didn't have NVIDIA in your... No, it wasn't even close. In fact, I was looking through all these predictions and it's this is what I like reviewing them for. I didn't have NVIDIA in any of my um, predictions. I had AI. I had had AI through a Microsoft prediction, but um, that's not playing out either. So um, will Meta... I think we can safely say, well, not safely, that's wrong, but at, at this run rate, Meta is definitely outperforming those large names, Netflix, Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft. Will it beat Tesla? Tesla's one of those stocks that oh, people just obsess over and with, with what's going on in AI at the moment, people are looking for companies with all the, with all the data and, and ways of integrating AI and people are jumping all over it. Have you considered this? Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg do fight... And Zuckerberg wins, quits Meta, and takes up uh, UFC. <laughs> Maybe then that. Then but if will... Zuckerberg wins, I still think that's a big bump for the Meta share price. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's those two. I'm reasonably confident. There's a couple of others in here. Ren, I've said Bitcoin will double by the end of the year. It's up 87. percent Where to from here? Who knows? But it's certainly on track as well. Cool. So I'm going to keep those three for confident. Uh, what about you? Is it up 87%? Yeah. Holy, 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 holy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple that I am feeling confident about uh, because they've already played out. My first prediction was we see a billion dollar NASDAQ company apply for bankruptcy protection. Bed Bath & Beyond, $17 billion at its peak, bankrupt. 
Nice. So well played. Should have lifted your um, base base market cap. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I did expect it to be in these high flying, formerly high flying tech names because so many of them had fallen like ninety percent, but we hadn't really seen any bankruptcies. But Bed Bath & Beyond have a website. It's a high-flying so. tech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one that has played out so far was we're finally going to see some tech in the ASX 20, in the top 20 Australian companies. For generations, we've been a land of banks and miners. Um, and I said there were two likely candidates, WiseTech or REA Group. WiseTech is currently in the top 20. Okay. So, so it could fall out. Could fall. But what number? I just looked at the top 20. I didn't get it ranked right the website i went to was alphabetical is what i'm saying gotcha another one that i'm feeling very confident about you tell me if it's correct we see a bubble forming in ai startups i mean absolutely there's an ai that uh, ai startup that was four weeks old that raised 105 million euro yeah with four former facebook and alphabet ai engineers yeah no product yeah it's called it's called mistral ai yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and crazy. all they said is give us this give us heaps of money and we're going to go out and build generative ai mod- mm. models we're going to do what google and microsoft have already done yeah but in europe yes so they got 105 million euro <laughs> yeah so uh sasha and i did an episode about that on the dive if you want to learn more about the absolute bubble because it's not just them the it's is wild out there if we said we we're an AI-enabled startup, we'd probably have, never have to take advertising dollars ever again. <laughs> True, maybe we should. <laughs> Another one that I got right, I said Tesla self-driving will have a recall in mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. That happened in February. Uh, US regulators forced Tesla to rec- recall about 360,000 vehicles because uh, of their fully self-driving features. And then we always finish with an AFL prediction. My AFL prediction was that the Geelong don't make the top four. And I, I said, premiership hangover is going to hurt because as we all know, hangovers get harder as you get older. <laughs> well, they're not They're not even the in the four. eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless they have a... It's probably mathematically a possibility, but they'll have to have an undefeated second half of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, a few big ones. Nice, nice. All right. The next uh, segment... What we wish we didn't make? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do two because there are a number in here that are still 50-50 could play out. But these two are probably mm, unlikely. So I said that Asia outperforms the Western markets. So I said India, Japan and China would outperform obviously Australia, Europe, whatever. Uh, that that's definitely not playing out. China really the the drag here. The mar- Chinese market's down three percent for the year. Japan has had actually had a pretty strong year. Yeah. At the time of writing, it was up over fifteen, and India up over ten. But if you look at the Nasdaq, if you look at S and P, Nasdaq's up almost forty percent. S and P fifteen percent. So gonna have to have a really big back end of the year from China and and India if they're to if they're to catch up. So. Um, I was pretty bullish India at the start. It's actually had a bit of a turnaround. Japan, a surprise packet, um, but China, a lot of worries still there. So the market not performing too well. I mean, you say a lot of worries. The CSI 300 is down one and a half percent year to date. Oh, it's up since I wrote this then. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like it's if- It's up 100%. If, <laughs> <laughs> double check that math. <laughs> um, if, if that is a bad year in the context of the world, yeah, like- 
all of the predictions about the start of the year, about how bad things were going to be, all of those experts that were going to cash because they were saying 2023 is going to be worse than 2022. Now, the year's only half done. Mm, Maybe gonna, it'll happen. It's going to be interesting to listen to this episode at the end of the year to see if oh. this sentiment has changed. Right. Over the last six years, the amount of things that we've got wrong. Yeah. Well, on this China piece, I also had one that was China's big internet companies will outperform US counterparts because they'd been smashed last yeah, year. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, surely and some of these big ones are going to turn around. And, and so the companies you're talking about there are like Tencent, Baidu, yeah. Alibaba. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, surely. And and but, but so had some of the big tech companies, internet companies in the States. And this was measured by the ETF Crane Shares CSI China Internet ETF the tickers kweb so it's down about 13 percent year to date from when i wrote this the ndq which is the somewhat equivalent but has probably a little bit more stocks in there than just um, internet but it's up 30 39 percent so big outperformance from the u.s tech companies versus chinese it's weird when you think about it because like all this ai hype in the u.s like ai works in china as well and Alibaba have uh, have their generative AI, Tencent's working on AI, Baidu, I think we're going to announce this and then they pulled it, but they've probably announced it since. Like, There's no reason that the AI hype is a purely Western phenomenon. I know. It's maybe, I don't know, maybe what happened with um, Mao and regulation over there. Mao? Not, yeah, Ma, Ma, Jack Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Shame Mao. Um, scares people from investing in the market. I don't know. But it is weird. Um, another one, Ren, was around this one. It's going to be need a big year. I said lithium will have another decent year, but the prediction was that copper was up 40%. It's flat. So we need a massive back end to the year from copper. I also think lithium's had a bad year. It has, yeah. 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 Anyway, so those are a couple that I probably uh, would take back. But as we said, we're only halfway through the year. Do you have any that you wish you hadn't put forward or would like to change i mean i wish i hadn't put forward no because it's all it's all about the content but um i said but i said youtube would have the biggest growth in short-term video short form video um youtube shorts tiktok instagram reels they're going head to head um and i thought youtube because youtube just so ingrained with young people Mm. um that i thought they would be able to leverage that viewership into youtube shorts i couldn't find good data i was trying to find it before but the this is purely vibe and vibe alone tiktok is eating their lunch well i mean we'll probably get some data when the guys report in a couple of months or towards the end of the year yeah youtube will yeah instagram yeah meta should meta should yeah Um, harder to get tiktok but um Okay, so that's a vibe check. Any others? Oh, yeah. I said Twitter will have more users at the end of the year than today. I, I thought the the Elon effect and the, the drag that is Elon would be outweighed by just the value of the platform, like just how valuable it is to break news around the world um, for journalists, all of that. No idea what Twitter's numbers are since. I generally feel that Twitter still works the same, but I just get served a lot more ads. No, just Crap. like less valuable content, I would say. Does that mean all the valuable people have left? No, I think the they've obviously tweaked the algorithm. Uh, tip for new users on Twitter, uh, they have a for you and then a following. And when they introduced that, they defaulted to the for you. Uh, flick it back to the following and thank me later. Okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> God, it's chalk and cheese. Um, 
And another one. Oh, yeah. I predicted that Jeff Bezos pulls a Bob Iger and returns to Amazon. He's probably not going to do Can't that. say that. Yeah. Amazon was sort of, they were struggling in 2022, mm, mm. cost overruns, all of that stuff. Feels like they've really righted the ship. Mm. Yeah. So I have one before we move on to stock of the year, but I have one that I would like to potentially see if I can change. Otherwise, I'm just going to put it forward and see what happens. Uh, this was for my Times Person of the Year. Last year, I said it was going to be um, a metaverse avatar, but it was uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Um, That's an important clarification. <laughs> Vladimir yeah. Zelensky, true. This year I said uh, Sam Altman or uh, Satya Nadella because I was thinking AI. Yeah. But I'm going to go one step further and say that it'll be ChatGPT. I reckon you're pretty confident with Sam Altman. You reckon? Yeah. Too yeah. obvious. Have you seen? Have you seen? He's now doing like his world tour and he's meeting all the world leaders. Nah. Yeah, he's like me. I think he went to India. He's been to Japan. Wow. Um. Uh, he's, I think he's been in Europe just meeting all these world leaders talking to them about AI there's a cynical version of tech where a tech company forges ahead in a new technology and then really fires up the lobbying engine to stop anyone coming in behind them and that's just a cynical view <laughs> that other people have nice <laughs> nice but you know he's been very public about how AI needs to be regulated yeah 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 interesting well, I'm still keeping it. Could be chat GPT if it's not Sam. What was your footy prediction? Uh, Bombers win a final, so standard. Not uh, like you were probably more bullish than most Bombers fans. and Yeah. We'll see though. We'll see. We're starting to slip. Looking pretty good. We're starting to slip. All right. Do you have anything that you want to put forward as a change or worth chatting? Nothing major. Uh, Disney would try to acquire Roblox. Mm-hmm. I said crypto would trade sideways and finish somewhere between twenty and 25000 US dollars. Crypto, it just doesn't go away. No, well, Bitcoin doesn't, yeah. <laughs> a lot of other crypto does. <laughs> True. Um, anyway, let's get to stock of the year because I think that's uh, more exciting. Yeah, all right. So um, my stock of the year, I was backing in an India theme and so I went with uh, Infosys, one of the world's largest providers of like consulting and IT support and, and the like. Ren, they are down 15% for the year, year to date, down 15%. So your stock needs to be down 14% or less to, to currently be in the lead, 14.99. I will just add some color to that. They did, um, they were tracking okay and then had a pretty significant drop down uh, around May. I think it was May or March. What happened? Uh, they put guidance out that painted a really negative outlook for India's technology sector. And then had a lead, and then that led to a, a wave of of downgrades by a lot of brokers on Infosys. So um, the market reacted accordingly, smashed the stock ten percent in a day. Obviously, hasn't been able to recover. Interestingly, because of that drop of about ten percent, Rishi Sunak's wife, um, the prime British Prime Minister's wife, her name's um, Akshata Murthy, she lost uh, ninety one million dollars that day because wow. she, she has a very small but absolutely dollar-wise large position in Infosys, mm. yeah. Mm. So, Ren, uh, I'm down 15%. Where are you at? I'm up nice. 16%. Wow, so 30% difference. Yeah, so the company that I uh, pitched at the start of the year was Axon Enterprise. Mm -hmm. um, it has its history in making the taser, yep. um, but it is real. its business is becoming more and more about police body cameras. Uh, and then it has a software platform where all that footage is uploaded. It also is uh, used by 
other areas of law enforcement uh, by prosecutors to upload evidence. You know, if, if you're a shopkeeper and you've got CCTV of and the police need it, they'll get you to upload it on the platform. It becomes a very powerful and sticky platform for a lot of law enforcement around the world. Actually, after I uh, talked about it on the show at the start of the year, we had someone who works for one of the Australian law enforcement agencies reach out and say, we use it, couldn't imagine working without it, um, which was reassuring. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't really paid too much attention to um, announcements or anything throughout the year, but it's, um, yeah, it's up 16%. Jeez, all right. So, this could be the year. This could be the year. Imagine the AI story with all of this police body camera data millions of hours of interactions of police and the public and then you put some ai on top of that and what it finds yeah i don't know probably not some not good stuff <laughs> maybe some areas for improvement yes yes all right well that's a, a bit of a recap on our predictions for halfway through this year of course we've got a half a year to go and who knows what's going to happen but stay tuned we're going to take a quick break on the other side we're going to have a call with one of our community members sean and then we're also going to speak with andrew brown and get his view on where the markets go from here so we'll be right back 
I just want to go a bit more into sort of manage some ETFs or, you know, uh, things like that within Vanguard. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I certainly started the same way, that initial excitement of buying individual stocks and then you sort of, you you've, you realize the power of just regularly investing into ETFs. Mm-hmm. I am a bit stuck. I just find myself Googling, you know, what's the top top Vanguard, you know, ETFs to invest in and things like that. But I, I do want to have a bit more knowledge before I jump in. And then I think from that point, it'll just be, you know, as much as I can put in every week and then just forget about it for the next 20 years. That's essentially where I'm, I think I'm at and keep the Levitza and the fun things that I kind of got and just see them ticking over and, you know, have a bit of fun with that. I, lo- I love that. That's music to our ears. I know, I know the most uh, popular Vanguard ETF uh, in terms of, uh, particularly in the fire movement, but just like uh, generally for people, sort of younger people who have years ahead of them, is the Vanguard Diversified High Growth (VDHG). That's particularly popular in the fire movement, the um, financial independence retire early movement, because they just buy that one ETF and they just keep buying it and they buy as much as they can, and it's it's basically made up of a whole bunch of other Vanguard ETFs that are spread across the world. So, you know, it's not just Australia. It's, I think it's all continents. I think there's Asia, Europe, America, and Australia. That's one of the ones that I regularly dollar cost average into. So if you're looking for a place to start, that's that's generally a good one. That's perfect. I'm writing it down as we speak. <laughs> not advice, not advice. But you know what? Do your own research, all of that, all yeah, the sure, appropriate course, disclaimers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the way that you're thinking is you, you're certainly on the right track. Great. Do you automate any of your process? Are you with Superhero, was it? I am with Superhero, yeah. And um, But I'm looking to go into, into a more automated. So as I said, so I can just put it, put the money in there and not, not have to worry. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, so Va- mm. the Vanguard, is your, you're with the personal investor. Is that the Vanguard one? Yeah. Yeah. So they, I believe so, yeah. they automate it, don't they? Yes. Yeah. There, there's nothing better than just getting that text message that you've invested and you're not even thinking about it. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, great. Can can go on with my life. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Well, Sean, we really appreciate We love chatting to you and uh, to the to the Equity Mates community. Thank you so much for coming on. Congrats on getting yeah. started and, and congrats on, um, I guess, pursuing with it and uh, and not being put off. A nice pick with Levisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. I remember that one and ResMed from everyone was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Festival, so I got into that. So. If you want to contact us, head over to our website, equitymates.com slash contact. All right, Bryce, loving uh, speaking to more and more members of the yeah. Equitymates community. Definitely something we want to keep doing on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but we also love speaking to experts on the podcast and getting their view on where the world is going and how we can invest accordingly. And we gave Andrew Brown a call uh, to get his view on everything that's happening in markets at the moment. So we'd love to get your thoughts on, given the fact that we're, we're now in a bull market, S&P, NASDAQ, in inflation coming down. Where, where do you see markets going from here? What, what's your feeling? Markets from here, are, 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 they've really been in a bit of a mania, to be quite frank, because if you if you start from, you know, December 31, there's actually not that much has changed apart from market levels. If you have a look, inflation in the US 
the overall rates come down from six and a half to four, but that wasn't surprising. Uh, I think if you remember when we did the bold predictions podcast, I said inflation will be four, you know, before the end of the half year, and, and that's where it is. The core rate's still at five and a bit, and that's not really coming down. Earnings in the US in particular, earnings have been quite resilient. They have come down expectations from sort of 232 on the S&P 500 at the end of last year to 222. So we'll call that 5% between friends. So that, that's, you know, a bit of a move down. But, you know, the, the sort of Fed funds rate, it's up three quarters of a, of a percent roughly over where it was at the year end. And the 10-year bond rate's barely changed. It's had some movement, obviously, but it's barely changed. So when you look at that picture uh, and then you sort of ask, well, you know, why is the NASDAQ up 38%? And please don't forget, um, it might be 38% from December 31, but... If you remember with the little banking crisis uh, that we had in March, the Nasdaq's actually up 29% in, in three months mm. from the middle of March to where we are now. So it's an extraordinarily steep rise. And so w when I look at all that, you know, I said earlier in the year, I thought that the market was, you know, probably a little bit on the cheap side and a little bit on the oversold side at the end of the year. And it, and it corrected that in the month of January very quickly. But it's obviously gone on with it. I think now we're into a real mania phase, quite frankly, because there's nothing economically fundamental and earnings fundamental or interest rates fundamental that was not reasonably foreseeable uh, over the last few months that would propel markets markets to the extent that they have been propelled, you know, say 38% year to date on the NASDAQ uh, and about just under 15 on the S&P 500. Um, markets are obviously very narrow. It's seven stocks have driven everything. Just to put some perspective on the seven stocks, uh, which are Apple, Meta, Alphabet, Amazon, NVIDIA, uh, Microsoft and Tesla, um, they have added $3.9 trillion of market cap between 31 December and a um, couple of nights ago. Um, if you divide $3.9 trillion by sort of 20, which is kind of the market PE at the moment, I know these are premium stocks, um, yeah, you're basically saying these companies have got to generate an extra $156 billion of earnings between them. Um, and that basically is one and a half times uh, Apple's uh, full-year expected profit for, for the 2023 fiscal year. So it's really telling you that, that it's heavily concentrated into a small number of companies. Those companies' profits are actually lower in fiscal 23 than they are in 22 uh, as a group. Um, and, you know, they're not all growing at the same rate. So it's really telling you there's some kind of fad at work here uh, and some kind of mania at work, whether it's people worried about missing out, um, whether it's AI, you know, the benefits of which I think are real, but the benefits tend to come through over a period of time, uh, probably most obviously in the area of cost reduction and margin enhancement, at least for a while before the customer gets hold of it. Um, so to me, guys, I've got to say, I don't see that inflation actually has been the real story. 
uh, at all because I think certainly the overall level of inflation in the US has done exactly what you'd have expected it to do and the core level has been sluggish at coming down because of rents which are in the core number um, and it is why probably the Federal Reserve will go a little bit further than most of us thought. So frankly with markets where they are at the moment I do not see uh, great value at the index level I certainly don't see great value in any of those seven mega cap stocks. Uh, and if you remember, we all eulogised about wanting to buy Meta late last year. You know, you know, some of us bought in the 90s. They were 120 at the year end. Yeah, they're 282 now. You know, and, and, and a lot of the issues haven't really gone away with Meta. Many have, um, you know, costs in particular. But, yeah, there's plenty of other things going on there. So, yeah, my fear is these things are really quite overcooked. It's a bit of a mania. It's spread across the world a little bit, you know, even to us. Uh, and so, frankly, from here, I would expect indices to have a period of consolidation uh, and perhaps uh, a fairly significant retracement because we're not going to get um, anything much happen uh, that's positive for stocks on the interest rate front. The Fed have a chance to beat inflation. They have a chance to normalise interest rates and they're going to take it. Wow. So, Andrew, if uh, we're seeing a pretty top-heavy rally in the US and uh, that might have a little bit of mania, a little bit of AI-induced hype and uh, things will uh, may uh, come back down, where are you seeing opportunity? Are there any uh, particular companies or sectors that are, uh, are capturing your interest at the moment? That's a tougher one, actually. I'm finding it really stock by stock by stock, um, you know, because quite clearly, you know, we've got a number of sectors where they might be beaten up, but, you know, I really am not inclined to buy, you know, commercial property, for example. I'm being very careful on banks still, simply because there's been a structural shift in the banking system. It's not just some of these small regional banks who've gone, who've gone broke. You know, the whole system shifted across as rates have gone up to money market funds. So, yeah, even the big banks are actually losing deposits when you look at it. So everything I'm doing, guys, at the moment, it's really stock by stock by stock by stock, rather than taking a really seriously broad... You know, broad brush sectoral approach to things because in these kind of environments, these kind of economies, you know, it, it is, you know, it, it really is a, um, you know, a, a micro market by micro market proposition. Yeah, for example, I mean, yeah, you, you might you, you might dabble in commercial property in one market, but you certainly wouldn't in places like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and perhaps not even New York. So, you know, I think you've got to be really careful about uh, all, all these kind of things. I'm very much focused on I mean, the Dynasty Trust, which I run. We don't have a big US exposure in the Dynasty Trust at the moment at all. You know, we've, we've got bits and bobs, but it's it's mainly sort of family investment companies that are trading at, you know, 40% discounts to NTA. But, you know, we don't have a huge US exposure there. We have a big European exposure. 
What I should add, guys, is I'm probably as negative about Australia as I've ever been. You know, rates going up, further going up, uh, the consumer just being kicked to pieces, and that obviously is coming through in earnings revisions in retail. The iron ore price, you know, is fluctuating around, but it's sort of well below where it was at the year end. Uh, interest rates are up, earnings revisions are, are pretty horrible. So I just don't see the market as being cheap. And, you know, the key sectors that drive the index, which is obviously big resources uh, and big banks um, you know I, I you know I, I can't get that excited about either quite frankly so uh, you know I, I'm really not that excited about Australia but again it's individual stocks where I'm quite happy to play the game um, and you know we, we flagged many of those uh, in my newsletters you know through through the year Magellan I think was obviously one of our bigger calls which was interesting and more recently Caterpillar which was uh, uh, sorry Catapult which was uh, interesting yeah it's an interesting one I I, uh, I think one of your other bold predictions was around um, housing in Australia having a having a bit of a, a correction but it's uh, it's fascinating to see what's going on there with the you know restriction of supply and still a, what feels like a buoyant housing market despite everything that's going on. Yeah, it's it's. I think the the best way to look at it, guys, and and I really encourage people to do this. I mean, you see all this rubbish written by vested interests. Just have a look at people's average salaries. Have a look at the reduction in their spending power from mortgage rate increases since you know just even the year end. Yeah, and then ask yourself, how on earth can the average person actually afford an average house? Uh, certainly in Sydney and to a degree Melbourne. Yeah, it's a little bit easier, obviously, in some of the other cities. Um, but, you know, just ask yourself from a practical point of view, do the arithmetic, run the spreadsheet, uh, and, you know, you'll, you'll see why, you know, the majority of people simply cannot afford to pay these prices. Uh, and it's, it's a bit the same with renting as well. I mean, that got to that stage as well. Yeah, there is a point at which people simply can't afford it. Uh, and, and in that case, you don't get demand, I'm sorry. Um, and, and if there is demand, it's, you know, it, it's temporary and even the bank of mum and dad seems to be a bit bit less active these days so you're absolutely right it's, it's restrictive supply people hanging on desperately hanging on for grim death because they don't want to go back renting and and they don't want to sell but if we get more rate rises then i'm sorry that's going to change uh and yeah the, yeah and the games the game's up I'm sorry to say it, it's a Ponzi scheme uh, and it's simply unaffordable at this stage despite high employment and wages being pretty damn good. So, well, that's not good for, you know, if we've got high employment and wages pretty good, what does that mean? Interest rates keep going up. So, you know. Yeah, so it's a fascinating dynamic, but uh, certainly feels like it's, um, yeah, I mean, the housing situation is just incredible yeah. at the moment. But, uh, Andrew, we'll... we'll We'll have to leave it there, but uh, we do very much no appre worries. appreciate it. And uh, we'll get a time in the diary for end of year so we can actually review these bold predictions uh, at uh, when, when we get to it. Absolutely. But we appreciate it. Ha have a great day. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. Well, Ren, uh, similar sentiment to uh, Julian McCormack last week. A lot of um, uncertainty on the horizon from Andrew, but... You know, always great to chat to him. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. A reminder, if you'd love to join us on the show and uh, give us a buzz, you can hit us up at contact at equitymates.com and make sure you signed up to our EDM as well. We send out a couple of emails a week. The link to sign up will be in our show notes. But Ren, we'll leave it there and we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good.
You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.